Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Madison. And this is... The Family Size Podcast. Back with another edition of Last Month in Review, I guess we could call it. Month Uh, old news, month in reviews. That's what I always call it. (laughs) You ready for this one? I am ready. All right, we got a packed one tonight. We do. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Two siblings that like to make each other laugh. Cracking fart jokes and reminiscing on the past. I'm Michael and she's Madison. Hi. We're not family friendly, but we're family size. I think I fucked that up. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so on this month in review, uh, we are starting off with news of a Walgreens employee shooting a pregnant woman. Um, I just have never, ever, it doesn't matter how great my bosses are. Yeah. Here's the, okay, there's a couple things about this. Yeah. Firstly, most establishments that are going on OSHA or mm-hmm. pure morals will tell you, do not fight back with a robber. Like, a robbery, give them what they fucking want, we'll deal with it later, right? Yeah. But also, if my boss was like, no, you pull out the big guns and you fight back and you better never let them take even a crumb out of my store, I would, I have never been so loyal in my whole life. Yeah. Especially not to a point where I was going to literally try to take someone's life. And their child. And their child's life before it even had one. Like, yeah. before it even had a one outside in the open air. Yeah. Right? She's like eight months pregnant, too. Something like that. So, yeah, I couldn't imagine being such a try-hard. People that are, like, so protective over their boss's money. It's like, you know your boss's money. Like, come it's like You're making that's like minimum like ready. fucking wage. Yeah. It's like, that's what, that's what, kind of my stance on it though, is like, some, there are some people that are just so ready, like they're, what would you call that? They're like gun happy or something like that, where it's just There's like, as soon as they have a gun in their possession, they're like waiting for the moment to use it on another human. Mm-hmm. Like, not like, oh man, can't wait for a snake to go, they're that way too, like, waiting on some sort of animal they can shoot. I guess it's people that can't fucking fight or whatever, cause like, that, that's the other thing, is like, you know, you don't have to skip straight to the gun, if you feel- No, why didn't you just say something You have or... a confrontation or something like that. Also, it's not worth it. Like, you don't get paid enough to give a shit. If I'm working at a gas station or something, and someone runs in, and fucking, they have a gun, they're acting like they have a gun, whatever, and they want the money- Take the fucking money. You're probably poor. You probably need this money. I'm poor too. Like, we don't have to fucking fight each other right now. It's not worth it to protect fucking this $58 that's in the cash register that's going to go to the fucking bosses at Shell Oil or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't give a damn. Now, I know this isn't, like, the point. Yeah. But did she steal anything? He suspected her of shoplifting. It hasn't been proven that she stole anything. Okay. But... Have you seen the prices on baby formula? And sometimes they have the shit locked down because they know the price is too high. 
Yes, but if she's eight months pregnant, we're we're talking about she doesn't need baby formula yet. Not yet. And then she's just at a she's just at a drugstore, right? Yeah, but she's this, at a Walgreens, yeah. so it's not like like if she would have done that at a Walmart and was like getting bulk and like running out of the building, it's one thing. But you're at a drugstore and you're gonna risk going to prison pregnant over yeah one thing of baby formula. If like, you suspect something, like first of all. Mind your fucking business, right? Second of all, if the things don't go off when she walks out the door, again, don't pursue her. Mind your fucking business, right? You're not the Walgreens cop. We're all, yeah. You're exactly. not going to get a fucking raise. A fucking gun? Like, you think you're going to get a raise or you're going to be, like, made supervisor or something because you went and harassed some pregnant woman that you right. thought took some fucking Tic Tacs. Like, who gives a fuck? And then, um... But the other thing was that, uh... He followed her out to her car... To confront her about this. And I think one of the reports I read said that she like maced him. Because he was like all in her face and would not let her leave. And his response to getting maced was, was to, to pull her. his gun out and shoot her. Um, she had to have an emergency C-section. And her and her child are expected to survive. Um, but that they very well could have died with some fucking dumbass tryhard pulling a gun. Nobody should ever try to shoot somebody for something like that. Obviously, we do have to take into account that they're not for the shooting part, but that there definitely could have been a little bit more to the situation, but because this is a woman that is pregnant and she just got shot, she ultimately wins the she wins the fight there because she just got shot and she's fucking pregnant. Yeah. But it's not to say that maybe um, she could have stolen something and maybe when he was nice about it, she just immediately resorted to violence with the mace. You know, that is a total possibility. Maybe. Um, but, the you know, she's a pregnant woman that got shot, so her narrative, whatever it may be, like even if they see that she shoplifted, I'm sure that any charges are going to be dropped because... Again, she's a pregnant woman that got shot. That'll be their agreement. It's like, okay, well, we we did see her on the camera, but she's now fucking suing us for one of our employees fucking shooting her and her baby almost to death. So uh, maybe we can make a deal here instead of taking this to court. How about we don't release this video or we, you know, we don't press charges against you for shoplifting and you... Drop that, and they might throw in a little bit of settlement money on top yeah. of that. But, yeah, I, don't leave the fucking store to go check. Why do you fucking care that much? Why does it matter to you? It's not your money. It's not your shit. Like, literally does not fucking matter. Right. I mean, I've only cared enough to a point where it's like, if I saw somebody on the cameras take a bit of the retail food that we have mm. and, like, put it in their pocket... I might care enough on any certain day to go up there and be like, hey, sir, you have to pay for that first. Mm. Hey, ma'am, I saw you. Yeah. But past that, if they're going to argue with me, I'm just going to let them go. Yeah. I'm and not even going to call the cops because, like, I'm just wasting their time at that point. Exactly. Like, what? here's what you do if you really want to fucking address the situation, right? Go to the back, check the cameras, you see it, show it to your manager... Now you have a picture of this person if you want to take it further, right? Target has that where they'll like scan and analyze your face and then go and match it up on all the social medias and you think you're good with that fucking 
uh, CD that you stole from Target, and two months later, you know, you're getting served with a fucking subpoena or some shit because they, they got you. Right. I'm sure Walgreens has similar fucking technology, so. And he shouldn't have even, why, why, why is there a gun on his hip? I feel like there was probably a rule against that at his fucking Walgreens, but anyway, yeah, don't go, that, that's the thing. Don't go looking for opportunities to quote unquote defend yourself, right? That's some George Zimmerman shit. That's some drunk guys at a bar that go and harass people and push them. So they will technically throw the first punch and I ain't like, oh, I'm just defending myself even though I really wanted to fight the whole fucking time. So anyway, that's enough of that. Next, we have another case of assault. Um, As we know, the NBA playoffs are going on. And uh, in the first round, uh, the Kings, the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors faced off against each other. And it went all the way to a game seven. And it was very physical to the point that in one of these games, uh, Draymond Green, who usually plays center uh, for the Warriors, <laughs> stomped directly onto uh, DeMontis Sabonis' chest. DeMontis Sabonis is oh the center God. for the Sacramento Kings. So what happened was... That's crazy after we just had a couple years or a couple months ago with the New York... Um, the Knicks? Bu- the Buffalo Bills. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Are you talking about the Mar Hamlin? Yeah. When, yeah. Like, for somebody in another sport to definitely probably know, everybody knows about what happened there. Yeah. To then stomp on someone's chest as if that couldn't also cause that to happen. Yes. He has a long history of dirty play. Some he gets away with. No, most he gets away with, some he doesn't. Sometimes the refs are like, no, that's a technical foul, or no, you know, like in this one he got ejected because he he was saying that his leg got pulled, right? And so he was just retaliating, but at the same time was kind of trying to ride the fence and say it was an accident, he was just moving. But what we see is, especially watching in slow motion, like, Demontis Bonus hits the ground when everyone's fighting for rebounds, and his eyes are closed, and he puts his arms up over his face, as Draymond Green is, like, walking over him, like, going to, you know, do the fast break and, you know, go go down the uh, court and score. And when he does that, his arms kind of, like, like, where his wrists are, like, uh, halt Draymond's ankle for, like, a quarter of a second. And Draymond responds by, like, lifting his fucking leg up and then, like, Mario stomping this dude's fucking chest. This Demontis Bonus got beat the fuck up in this playoff series. Like by game six, I think he had a fucking black eye from getting elbowed, uh, fighting for a jump ball. And yeah, the refs let the Warriors get away with a lot of shit. It's just how it is. Um, but anyway, the Warriors ended up winning that series. They're against the Lakers right now, and the Lakers are in the lead. So we can move on to the next topic if you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Why don't you give us this one? All right, SpaceX rocket. This is um, Elon Musk's rocket, right? Uh, yeah, he owns the company. Um, explodes minutes after test launch. <laughs> uh, they referred to it as rapid unscheduled disassembly. <laughs> okay, that's unscheduled. <laughs> yeah, the rapid disassembly. You mean an explosion? <laughs> and Elon fanboys ran with that to defend their idol. Yes. Meanwhile. Disparaging comments about the explosion and about Elon Musk were buried for a time. 
yielding no result when searched and giving an error message, which means though we have all these fanboys and these people that sit here and say that Elon Musk has giving, given us our freedom of speech back, mm-hmm. he has not done such a thing. He has made it to where he continues to look good. Yeah. At the very least. So other people like, and that's just like, that's not even like an opinion on politics. That's literally just like, yo, dude, I'm just spitting straight facts. This guy's spaceship just exploded. Yeah. And it gets buried. It's just ridiculous. There were certain tweets that got through where like within the next couple days you could see them. But I remember being on Twitter and I was like, you know how I search certain keywords and stuff. I was searching like to try and find people that are making fun of it. Putting his name and then putting like LMAO, SpaceX explosion, you know, or usually like something LOL or something to it. Like looking for tweets that were making fun of it. And it wasn't like this happened with every time I searched for a tweet. I would search, you know, basketball, this or that, and it would pop up. But if I'm searching for tweets that were mocking that situation... I would constantly get the fucking error message. They would act like there were no tweets. Oh, there's no tweets on Twitter with his fucking name in it. Especially not with LOL next to it. Obviously, no one's making fun of him. So it was like, it seemed, yeah, very targeted. Like, don't let people see this shit. So this one tweet says, Going to start referring to all my failures like SpaceX. Referring to a rocket explosion as rapid unscheduled disassembly. (laughs) That's not burned food. That's spontaneous caramelization demonstration. Exactly. Rapid unscheduled. Rapid unscheduled That literally means, holy shit, the fucking rocket's exploding. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's great terminology. Yeah. If you want to make someone laugh. Yeah, luckily no one was in the rocket. Yeah. Um, but this is just another case of, you know, him being too big for his britches and now, stuff. wasn't there another rocket for Jeff Bezos? He got in a rocket. I can't remember if, like, his, if his company built it. Because, you know, he owns Amazon and the Washington Post. Um, but he he took a ride... In one, I just can't remember if he actually had anything to do with it being built. But I think it was technically... I don't think it was like a NASA rocket or anything like that. So I'd have to look into that. But yes, there is a trend nowadays of billionaires wanting to fucking spend their money to take little trips up into space. Because they know they're destroying the planet. Which is this whole thing about Elon's obsession with Mars and shit. It's like, hey yeah, when we're done destroying this and robbing it of all its resources, anyone with enough money like us... We'll easily escape and, you know, see if we can go colonize another fucking planet and leave you people to fucking rot here. Rapid, unscheduled disassembly is ridiculous. I hope he experiences that very soon. Uh, Speaking of Twitter. Speaking of Elon, yeah. And Elon. Twitter took blue checks away from notable accounts. Mm. Um, They are now only for people who subscribe to Twitter Blue and pay $8 a month like a cuck. Yep. Uh, which is why you may see some dumbass named Keith from Oklahoma with nine followers and a blue check, while Lizzo is chilling without one. People who pay for their check are also given priority with exposure, but you can limit your exposure to those types of people by using the mute and block buttons. Yes, do yourself a favor. 
you can also select latest instead of top when filtering your search results. Uh, Twitter continues to go downhill and Elon's fanboys have allowed themselves to be fooled into thinking it's only gotten better. Uh, what's really going on is that they've been bleeding money even with large cuts in staff and walkouts and the new strategy is to put as much pressure as possible on the consumer to help make some money back with these Twitter Blue subscriptions. Elon's preference was originally to make all of Twitter a paid subscription service. He will most likely keep trying to work towards that like he has been, especially if Twitter continues hemorrhaging. But for now, he just has his Arden supporters agreeing to shell out almost $100 a year to use a free app while the check marks they buy yield a different result than intended. Yeah, there's all sorts of means being made. Anytime someone like has a strong opinion on anything from sports to politics, all you have to do is be like, blue check. You just make fun of them now. There's memes like, you know the one where it's like, one like it's like two mannequins and one's pointing back at the other one and the other one's crying. This motherfucker paid for Twitter. Like, just pull that ornament. Immediate ratio. Yeah, that's that's the craziest shit. It's like so now all you're doing is showing that you're an idiot. Yes. Like you're just you're just fanboying, getting Elon's dick up your butt every other day. Like that shit's wild to me. The fact that blue check marks in every other way means verified. Yeah. It it means it's a verified account for uh of a celebrity, a famous human uh, socialite whatever they fucking might be somebody that uh, people know very well mm -hmm. um, and people work towards that verified thing so that that to be taken away all for the sake of Elon Musk who already has money yeah who already has money to get eight dollars out of a bunch of fucking neck beards every month for them to just have a blue check mark next to their name. And now Guys, it means nothing. Let's zoom out a little bit. Yeah. Zoom out. <laughs> zoom the fuck out all the way. Come on. All right. You there? We are paying $8 a month to be verified on Twitter for no fucking reason. Yeah. People are really doing that shit. This is social media. Why would you need to be verified Keith Jones from Oklahoma <laughs> on fucking Twitter when nobody fucking knows you? And no one cares what you're saying. Oh, I'm glad. That's the Keith Jones I was looking for. Nobody fucking is looking for you. That is so fucked. Mm -hmm. So now, like, if, if someone has a legitimate researched... Uh, hypothesis or opinion on a topic but they didn't pay the eight dollars a month and verify their email their tweet the about that really... topic is going to be buried under the you know dozens or hundreds or whatever of tweets from people with blue checks now what's crazy to me is that there's enough people that are willing to do that 
that are willing to do that. And then their whole comeback is, oh, you don't have the eight dollars a month, you're fucking, you broke bitch. It's like, no, I just know how to not fucking waste my Twitter money. Twitter was a free app. And it still is, you stupid bitch. Why would I, that's like, oh my god, like how many times can I say zoom out? You're paying $8 a month for a verified check mark that you don't fucking need. Yeah, and it's pure ideology. You do not need it. Mm-hmm. You are not celebrity status. You are not somebody that millions of people are going for. Mm-hmm. You're not going to become that either. And because there's enough yeah. of you dumbasses. And all it's going to do is cause you to become a fucking meme. Or be memed on, trolled on all the fucking time. Because you're the dumbass that paid $8 a month. And I'm sure part of it is Elon wanting these celebrities to get their check back. But they don't care. I, like, all over Twitter, um, like, everyone, they've either not mentioned it because they don't care because it's like, I'm still... I'm still famous. I'm still this person. I still have all and these followers. And if I really go after, like, this blue check mark now that it's not because of something I earned through hard work... Yeah. I look like a lame ass. Yeah, so like no one gave a fuck. Like you go and you say people ask them, "Oh man, Shannon Sharp or Lamar Jackson or whoever talking to him like, looks like you lost your check mark. What happened?" And then they're just like, "You know, I had it for years without paying for it. Like you can keep it if it means something different now. I do not fucking care. I'm I still know who I am. You don't need a check mark next to my name to know that it's fucking me." And so Elon's response to that because he's he's petty and he got his fucking feelings hurt was to randomly select accounts, especially celebrity accounts with over a million followers, and just give them a check mark even if they didn't want it back. So now these people that specifically tweet, especially people that specifically tweeted, you can keep it, I don't want it, I don't care, had something negative to say about Elon, they have check marks next to their name now just for him to fucking flex on them or something. Well, for them, for somebody to say, well, you got the blue check mark, you must care. <laughs> and then they can just be like, mm, no. No. He got his feelings hurt and gave it back, even That's though I don't want it. That's wild. <laughs> Stupid. All right, so next, um, I don't know if uh, you you remember this, Madison, but Brett Favre, uh, retired NFL quarterback, got caught up in a welfare scheme in Mississippi. I don't know anything few, about a it. A few months ago. Um, so he had, I think, a friend somewhere in like the Mississippi government uh I would have to look more into it but there was money being funneled from a Mississippi welfare fund and then and redistributed to Brett Favre's daughter's like volleyball team insane fucking insane right and uh he didn't have enough money to do that himself that's what I'm saying isn't that weird um, so apparently, there was another uh, famous ex-athlete caught up in this, and it is uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. He's been charged with federal fraud and theft in connection with the Mississippi welfare scandal involving Brett Favre. Prosecutors say DiBiase used millions in state aid to buy a vehicle and a boat. Oh my God. Yep. So really rich people and really poor people are both fucking with government money. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, there's lots of people that, like, have so much money but still steal. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can get into an argument with how uh, certain people with a lot of money get that money in the first place. Right. But, yeah, it's really funny. Like, 
remember Winona Ryder got caught shoplifting at some sometime back in like the late nineties, and it's like, you're literally Winona Ryder. Yeah. I, what are you doing? <laughs> Just want to feel a rush, like. Yeah, it's like. Um, it might be like. Uh, the idea that you're hanging around with people that have that kind of money but you you don't yet have that kind of money mm-hmm. therefore in order to look like you do or in order to fit in you have to be thieving in some way or another yeah so to buy a vehicle as a pro athlete that shouldn't involve you needing to siphon money from the government mm-hmm. um, as a pro wrestler. Like, what? Like, a ve- just a vehicle. Now, if it's like, oh, it's a boat. Like, it's like, yeah, like maybe a yacht's fucking pretty fucking expensive. But, you know, our parents can buy a vehicle in a small boat and not have to siphon money from the government. So what are we talking about here? You know, and... That would mean that he's trying to elevate his status in some way for for it to be so expensive that he would be basically grabbing uh, free money. Yeah. Um, in order to elevate or to look elevated, to look like he had more money than he does, because I I can't I just can't understand if a if a pro athlete made and let us say let us just say allegedly even though we know what the truth probably is because Brett Favre is like going around and like suing specific people for like saying that he did this even though all the evidence is against him so allegedly these guys did this shit yeah but yeah allegedly <laughs> um i just don't you know i'm sitting here praying for sunday so that you know, hoping that my brakes don't go out on me. Yeah. And and earning my own money to pay for them um, out of my savings account, and then these people that have bukus of money of their own money that they've earned way more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, taking from the government when I can't even get fucking food stamps. Yeah. Is just absolutely. Like I don't need food stamps. I, you know, I'm, I'm blessed enough to where like I can handle all this on my own. Mm-hmm. But it's still like I'm a single female or a single human in general who has big bills to pay, and I can't even get like a hundred dollars a month from the government. Meanwhile, these really rich motherfuckers allegedly are stealing from the government, from aid, welfare aid, and stuff like that, in order to pay for unnecessary things yeah that shit's fucked yep it's like what are my taxes for because we still have all these potholes on the road that y'all aren't using my tax money for like most of my tax money is going to the fucking military budget and it's going to the fucking Azov battalion over in Ukraine like can I get some fucking help with my own fucking money because I'm already generating all this fucking value at the store I work at or whatever right the boss takes that, puts most of it in his pocket, gives me a little bit back, right? Because it's not good business to pay me what I'm fucking worth. But then anytime we, like, they act like us asking for something more is always so disgusting. We're being greedy and stuff like that. It's like, y'all have our fucking money. 
How are we being greedy when y'all aren't fucking spending it the way you should to help us? Why is it such a weird... And this is like regular people have this opinion too because they've been so brainwashed. It's like, why is it such a weird idea? Because then what is the government for if not to take care of its people? Only to fucking make laws and enforce them and put people in prison for shit? Yeah. Because like, they take our money and then they don't use it to help us and you, and there's people, even regular people that could use the help that think that they shouldn't and that's not what a government is for. It's like then why do we fucking have one? Because they think without it, it'd be anarchy. It's like, it's already fucking anarchy. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> so anyway, before we get too pissed off, um, I'm going to read a little bit out of this AOL article uh, and then give it back to Madison. So, toy company Mattel has revealed its first Barbie doll representing a person with Down syndrome. Really? Yeah. I want to see it. I'll show it to you. Mattel collaborated with the National Down Syndrome Society to create the Barbie and, quote-unquote, ensure the doll accurately represents a person with Down Syndrome, the company said. So, and uh, design features from the new Barbie were made under guidance from the society, NDSS. And so, in addition to portraying some physical characteristics of a person with Down Syndrome, the Barbie's clothing and accessories carry special meaning. So, right now... I'm going to show Madison a photo, and we can put these in the uh, announcement if you want. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think so. I, I was afraid that it was going to be such a caricature that I was going to accidentally laugh. Mm. But they've somehow kept the Barbie-esque vibe of it. Yeah. Right? Without taking too much away from the the physical characteristics of somebody that has Down syndrome. Like, the way that their um, facial features look, um, but still so, like, not to say that they aren't beautiful, just to say that it's still Barbie-esque beautiful, that kind of mm -hmm. Barbie vibe, and it's got the um, bigger hips and everything like that, shorter... Um, and then, yeah, like, you can see, like, they sh obviously have the, I guess, are those, like, ankle supports or, like, leg supports on? Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know what that, that looks like. And, um, almost like braces. Like forced On the legs, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, it's honestly, I think you could even go a little bit further into the detail of it. Yeah. If I, I mean, but also I'm sure maybe they tried and they didn't want to be painfully accurate and risk. They don't want to make it look like they're they're putting a parody out right. of, of a down of a person with right. Down syndrome for sure. But it's it's a Barbie. Here's I think I think they hit on it perfectly because what they did was they said just like somebody that's plus size or somebody that's um, in a wheelchair mm -hmm. um, a kid that has cerebral palsy that has to be in a wheelchair right yeah if they get a Barbie that's in a wheelchair they're yeah. going to feel seen that Barbie doesn't have to look like they have cerebral palsy mm -hmm. right for sure um, just like a plus size Barbie 
um, doesn't have to have gout or uh, cellulitis on their legs or stretch marks or whatever in order for somebody that's plus size to feel like they're seen. So this is more of like a, they're shorter, they have a bigger backside, that, but they're, they're just like everyone else. They're just Barbie in a different shape. Yeah, it's like very like sort of vague changes they made. Like if you zoom in on her face, like, you know, they've widened the nose out a little bit. They've given got a, that, kind of got that lioness yeah, vibe to the yeah, eyes. Yeah, given the eyes a certain angle and stuff like that. But again, nothing that would be a parody. So what we have here, um, we have a blue and yellow dress. Uh, accompanied by butterflies in the design. It represents the symbols and colors associated with Down Syndrome awareness. Uh -huh. There are three chevrons on Barbie's necklace, which represent how people with Down Syndrome have three copies of their 21st chromosome. Right. And like you pointed out, she wears ankle foot orthotics, which some children with Down Syndrome use. So yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, so I, I, I would uh, I would recommend everybody go look at that and kind of see that I, I think that they rode that line really well mm -hmm. to not make it a parody or a caricature of or uh, something that could be easily made fun of especially in um in the internet culture yeah you know uh i know that we also love to cancel people but there's still trolls out there that like to be mean to people for sure so i mean barbie does have a platform where they can either make it or break it and so far they seem I don't want to be eating my words here but they seem to be making it pretty good um, with their um, variety you know their exclusive what is it inclusivity 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I think that's really cool all right next two uh, articles are all you okay so this one really just stunned me. I was like, just keep that to yourself. But um, Megan Trainer mm. uh, causes chatter online after discussing her painful sex with big boy husband Daryl Sabara, uh, revealing that she can't walk after sex. And you know who Daryl Sabara is, right? Daryl Sabara is Junie from <laughs> Spy Kids. But what it took you saying that for me to look at his face and realize who that was. Yeah, that's fucking Junie. So he's got a big dick, but he couldn't fucking hold on to the hand to the monkey bars. Fucking butterfingers. I don't know how big his dick was when he was fucking eight. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, it's to the point where I'm like, is it all in? And he's like, just the tip. And I'm like, I can't do anymore. I don't know how to fix that. Why would you tell everybody that? That's the craziest part. But now I'm obsessed with knowing how big Junie's nerdy looking ass. Why does he have a big wiener? Look at him. <laughs> you have a big wiener. Your hair is the same color as your eyes. That's weird. That orange hair? That's yeah. crazy looking. And he's got a big wiener to where just the tip hurts her? Apparently. That shit's wild. It was fucking big and fat. But why tell people? I Who was she fucking talking to? Zero fucking idea. Because now somebody's gonna run that narrative as if 
he's a mean guy. As if he's kind of an abusive. Oh, like he's forcing it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right, I wasn't so the, thinking that. Well, I'm just afraid somebody's going to run that narrative. She said, I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how to fix that. Um, <laughs> the, on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and Late Night with Seth Meyers are set to shut down production on Tuesday after writers agreed to strike deadline reports. Yeah, and it looks like you've got some details on that. I, um... Oh, never mind. I see. I see. Sorry. Along with that, <laughs> um, the annual T, uh, MTV Movie and TV Awards uh, that were supposed to air live this Sunday will now be pre-taped um, in light of the ongoing Writers Guild of America strike. So a few days from ago from where we are right now yes. recording? Okay, okay. And uh, major drops in expected attendance to the award ceremony. Nice. Uh, Drew Barrymore, uh, who we stand, who yeah. had been promoting her role as the award show's host for mo- more than a month, stepped down uh, from the gig on Thursday in support of the strike. She did, however, agree to host next year's telecast instead. Um, she says... I have listened to the writers, and in order to truly respect them, I will pivot from hosting the MTV Movie and TV Awards live in solidarity with the strike. Uh, Barrymore said in a statement, Everything we celebrate and honor about movies and television is born out of their creation, and until a solution is reached, I am choosing to wait, but I'll be watching from home and hope you will join me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm just, is it just about, is it pay? Is that what's going on here? I think it's, it's pay, benefits, probably treatment, okay. stuff like that. Because um, I would always, I would always think whoever the writers are, are in control of all of it. You would think that, but sometimes it's, it's, especially with bigger networks, that's a lot of the things is like, you know, you, you come up with this idea for a show, let's say. And that's your foot in the door as you go to a network and, and you know, you show them this, this screenplay, or, you know, or this pilot that you have or something like that. And they take that and run with it and they might bring you on to continue being part of the writing team. But then, you know, you don't really get the, you know, the right type of credit or the right type of pay. And now they've handed off like authority over where the story is going and stuff to people above you or to a director or something like that. Um... But yeah, I mean, I think that people will see the effects of this if it goes on for long enough. I mean, imagine if there was an actor strike, you know? Imagine if uh, when The Sopranos was still going, fucking, I, I don't want to say the wrong name, but I think James Gandolfini. Imagine if he was like, but I'm not Tony Soprano. Y'all, y'all aren't paying me enough, y'all aren't treating me well enough. And then you have to turn on The Sopranos next week. And it's fucking John Goodman or well, we'd, or, we'd or, some, or some bad actor, right? Because they, they have to bring in strike we'd, actors we'd, now. We'd start a riot. Yeah. We would start a riot. Yeah. But because it's all behind the scenes... Yeah, since it's behind the camera, we can just take yeah. take what we're fed we have, But we also... The problem, the real problem here is... Mm-hmm. Is that we have enough entertainment without that... Yeah. That I don't know if it's really going to work. Yeah. Like... 
it might work for their own wallets, but it'll all be behind the scenes because, you know, we have already made movies to watch. And yeah. No, I, I, I really, when people say, like, did like you've said it to me before, other people said, have you seen that commercial? It's like, I haven't seen a commercial <laughs> in, like, four years. Yeah. Because I pay for YouTube Premium, and I don't watch regular television. Mm. So commercials are, like, a wild concept to me nowadays. Like, I'm, I have avoided them at all costs. I fucking hate commercials. People who watch sports see commercials. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I guess I've seen those commercials every now and then. But, yeah, it's... it's uh, I don't know. I think that besides that... I mean... I mean, it'll probably slow down production, and I mean, after a while... I think after a while, people will be like, where's my next Marvel movie? Yeah, or if the quality goes down, <laughs> you know, st- stuff like that, um, people will start to, to recognize it. But I think at some point, it would help if, like Drew Barrymore just did, or um, if if these act if actors... like we're if, really if it's, in if it's the writers light from... of people that are our age and younger, people that are on the internet and seeing this go down... Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, older, sorry to say it, but like somebody like John Goodman, as bad as I want to fuck him, <laughs> um, he probably isn't going to get the same attention from people our age as somebody like Drew Barrymore is. Mm. Um, and that's just, unfortunately, that's the way that that goes. But I just think like, let's say like when the writer strike happened and they had to change up a bunch of shit and lost right but they they kind of made it through and then eventually concessions were made imagine how much quicker progress could have come if the people that played the fucking characters like where you can't just make this person a fucking you can't you know halloween town return to halloween town them right right um for the next season or something like that um stood in solidarity and said, well, if they're not writing it, we're not acting it. Because if you have good enough actors, they can make these scabs that you bring in when your real writers are striking, they can make those scripts and those storylines work because they're that good at acting. But if they say, we're not giving you those services either until our fellow workers are taken care of, you know, I think you'll see quicker results. Yeah, you would have to be somewhat selfless, but I think a lot of those actors, it was also like their first big role. Mm Mm-hmm. And they weren't. They probably weren't willing to fight against anybody. That's the that thing. early on in their career. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. Speaking of uh, people fighting against other people, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Bam Margera. Because holy shit. Uh, let's go back in time a little bit. I was a super fan of Bam Margera when you, I was a little girl. You were wearing his shoes? And I was wearing his shoes. I was. I had the him symbol from his brother's band. I don't think band. you listened to the band. No, I didn't, but, but Bam had it, yeah. so I fucking What was had that symbol? It. I can't remember what it was. It was like a heart and a triangle type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... I you know I put it on my MySpace and I had the biggest crush on Bam Margera for whatever reason. And we when played like a bunch 13. of like Tony Hawk games and yeah. Madison watched a little bit of Jackass. Oh, I, I well I watched I've I've been an avid avid watcher of Jackass. And Which I can was he ever really friends Dukesons with Tony Hawk? And I'm sure they were buds. And um, was he in the games or something? Because I but Viva La Bam is what he's from. Yeah, I just can't remember how we made that connection because for some reason for me. Whenever I think of Bam Margera in our childhood, I'm always associating him with 
the our Tony Hawk video game phase as if like they were I they think were side by side it was because it was because when we were young there was this uh skater boy thing that you know you could be a poser or not but it was an aesthetic to and have bam, bam and skateboarded didn't he bam bam skateboarded most okay. of them skateboard okay um and yeah and so tony hawk was in on all the jackass stuff he was in quite a few like he was in this jackass forever and he was in uh Jackass 2, I want to say. Okay. He might have been in all of them. I'm not sure. Probably not Jackass 1. I'm not sure, though. Um, as, no, as a kid, you see two people standing together once, and you think they're, like, best buds. So, like, I'm sure they for were some good. reason, my, my child brain was like, oh, Tony Hawk and Bear Marger, or, like, Batman and Robin, or some shit. I'm sure they were good. They were probably, <laughs> like, good on... I don't know. I don't know how well they knew each other, but I'm sure they were good with each other. Um, they all kind of hung out with each other, but... I think Tony Hawk might have always been just a little more grown up than the Jackass guys. He was mm-hmm. just very talented at what he did. Yeah. You know, so he was I mean, cool. he's smart. He turned fucking just that I mean, that's kind of almost like a counterculture, just like a little but also like a, just a hobby, you know, it was like skateboarding and then he does he comes out and he turns it into video games and shit like that. He helped he probably helped elevate Bam and the Jackass yeah. guys and had like turns like a whole, you know, multi-million dollar business. Yeah. Just fucking skateboarding. So, good for um, him. Well, you know, in the past few years and forever, Bam and all the boys, you know, Steve-O, we saw it very publicly, him go through this drug addiction with um, huffing and, or whatever it was. Uh, fuck, I forget Steve what it was. He was on, like, ketamine or something. He was on ketamine. He was on the stuff that they put in, whippets. He was on whippets. That's the thing, um, a lot of these stuntmen, like, we saw it with Jeff Hardy, too. Like, Jeff Hardy, uh, a wrestler who's mostly known for, like, throwing himself off of ladders and shit, no matter how good of a person he was, how much he loved his family and his fans and, like, wanted to quit, they, he would keep making his returns and then they'd keep asking the same thing of him. Hey, throw yourself through a table, throw yourself off this ladder, jump off a fucking 50-foot surface down here, and then pain comes with that. To the point where it's like you have to recover from the pain, got to do it quickly because you're on the road, and you got to psych yourself up to go out and do it again. And he already had that fucking trait, and it just kept triggering to the point where Jeff Hardy is uh, a little older than Bam Margera. Bam Margera is 43, and within the last 12 months, he fucking relapsed again and got caught drunk driving. Yeah, and it's and like that, I, mean, I thought you were done like... in 2010. I thought you were done with this shit, man. Yeah. But and... it's it's that life. It's that but, lifestyle. Yeah, but I don't think that lifestyle has really been part of Bam's life in a long time. Mm. Um, the last Jackass movie was filmed ten years ago. You know, so Are you Bam. Sure? Yeah. Because they made like the gangs back together movies and stuff recently, haven't they? Or... They made Jackass Forever recently, but the one before that was ten years oh, okay, before three okay. D. And Bam wasn't in the Jackass Forever. I don't think. No, I think they had one skit where he was in it, but he didn't talk. And you like you hardly noticed that he was even there. Yeah. Um. And that's all because he came on set, and it was there was this big thing about like we're not gonna be. It was OSHA policies, and also just like moral morals of the people that you know had kind of grown out of their alcoholism or you know whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Like it was just kind of like, hey, we're not going to do that here and it's not safe and we're older now and, like, we need to grow the fuck up and this is a job and you can't come to work drunk or 
high on pills or whatever. Yeah. And he was, and so they kicked him off the show, the movie. Yeah. Um, and a few months ago, I, you know, Steve-O's doing great. Steve-O has his Wild Ride podcast, and he tours, and he does, like, com. it's like a comedy show, um, but it's really like a TED Talk with Steve, Steve-O about, you know, all the shit, all the crazy shit he's done in his life, and um, his story, which is very interesting, and he's a good storyteller, and I love his evolution um, from being probably the biggest jackass of jackass um, to where he is now, which is really respectable. And Yeah, he I'm, would do anything on that show. Yeah. So it wasn't a surprise when he found out he's doing all, a whole bunch of drugs, but I think at first, when that sort of information started coming out, I think it took a while for people to take it seriously and be concerned for him because like, oh it's steve he's just doing crazy shit yeah he's shit. doing crazy shit no that's, like, that's what he does no he definitely he snorts fucking wasabi he had yeah, to like, re-establish himself and i think that he he did that with his youtube channel mm-hmm. he re-established who he was because he had this whole conversation about um uh you know how he came to a realization that like if he wanted a good woman he had to be a good man yeah and so he like rebuilt himself all together in that way and then like finally for the umpteenth time took rehab seriously and got his teeth fixed and became vegan or vegetarian one or the other and, and you know saved this dog from overseas and uh you know helps you know advocate for sea life and you know does his own protests against and he still he still is Stevo, but he is not drugged out, drunken Stevo. And he he'll openly admit that he's an attention whore. He says it all the time. Yeah. But he's an attention whore in the best ways possible now. So he's still you know I watched I paid to watch Jackass Forever the other day. I don't know what it is. That is not me. I don't take risks in that way at uh, all. You know me. Yeah. But I have some brotherly kind of fucking love. For all of those guys, like I would, I just want to be their friends. Same with the dude since I have sat there and I've watched every possible thing I could since I was like 13 of Jackass and Dude Sins and all this stuff. I love hearing the stories. I never liked Johnny that much for some reason. He always, I don't know. Johnny's cool, but Johnny was. He's got that Joel McHale vibe to me where it's like, I just can't. Yeah, he does have a Joel McHale vibe. I can't vibe. bring myself to like fully like him it just seems like there's something no, okay, that he's so putting I, on I like him a little more than that but yeah. like he was kind of one of the heads so if you go and you watch everything um like all the backstories of how they all got to the uh, first jackass yeah. filmings he was kind of one of the heads of he, he was like everybody was kind of doing their own thing and if you were doing enough of something this one magazine that he was writing for and uh, I can't remember his name right now, but the the main producer or, or director guy of all of it, who never does any stunts but is always behind the camera, and everybody talks about him all the time, but I can't remember his name. Um, he, they would go around and they would, you know, or you could send in videos or whatever, and you could be in this magazine, and it was like a, it was like a crazy like you're fucking ninety, it's nineties and you know, look at this wild, dumb motherfucker jumping off a balcony into a pool on fire. Yeah. And that's Devo, you know? And so that's kind of how they all kind of 
slowly came together. And you've got to be on drugs to agree to something like that. Oh, they were all doing drugs. You're not going to ask a sober human being, mm -hmm. set yourself on fire and jump off a fucking balcony. No, nobody asked him to do it. Steve-O was the one that was like, I want to do this, man. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> he's like the extreme version of Joe Gatto on the fucking Impractical Jokers. Just like, do anything. And yeah. You, you say something outrageous into his earpiece, and you're like, we're, he's going to lose. You listen to and he's stories, like, no, though. I'll there's, go, yeah. there's plenty of stuff where they were like, please do this. And he was like, dude, I really don't want to. Like, he, there's one where he had uh, like some sort of like raw meat hanging out his ass. Yeah. He was having to go over a tightrope over alligators or crocodiles or whatever. Yeah. He did not want to do that. He was upset about that one. Mm. He did not want to fuck with them. But anyway, let's get back to um, Bam Margera. <laughs> Specifically Bam, yeah. Um, Bam Margera, obviously, as we've already discussed, he had a show called Viva La Bam. All these guys, if you are living under a rocker, you just don't happen to know what any of this is. These guys are a bunch of uh, amateur stunt people, which I would call them... Uh, professional now because they get paid to do it but it's not actual stuntmen they just happen to do crazy fucking shit to see what happens it's like mythbusters for your body it's really <laughs> fucked up so like you know they just do crazy things they get in a porta potty and let it you know what is it rapidly disassemble <laughs> in, the, in the air um, and things like that. And Viva La Bam was kind of along those same lines. Fart into it, astronaut masks. There was a lot of, uh, in Viva La Bam, there was a lot of pranking on the parents. And they would like, I'm going to bring an alligator in the house because I know my mom fucking hates that. And, you know, you get the video footage that's just like real, you know, it's reality TV and it's funny. But it's also nuts. And who fucking does this kind of shit? It's just yeah. boys. And then there's other footage of them skateboarding and doing crazy stuff and hurting themselves and all sorts of stuff, and that's how they all come together. Terrorizing his father. Bam is lagging behind, and a few months ago, he was on, we we had found out that, you know, Bam was kicked off of Jackass. Mm -hmm. This had to have been at least a year ago now. Okay. Um, kicked off of Jackass Forever, which is the fourth and final movie, I think. Yeah. And, um, and he started coming out... Um, anywhere he could to bash on Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville and say like, yeah, man, uh, they wouldn't let me take my Adderall or whatever the fuck it was that was pr his prescription medication. Mm. Um, and that just really, he was just, he was spewing a narrative that wasn't true to try to make himself sound good. And he was real upset. He was like being mean about these like guys that are supposed to be like his friends, right? And it's all because he's an addict. And um, then he gets put into rehab and um, he gets on the phone with Steve-O on the Wild Rides podcast. I listened to it a few months ago. And he, he didn't, you could tell, and Steve-O could tell, like you could just, the whole vibe, like Steve-O definitely wasn't, because Steve-O's an ex-addict and a recovering alcoholic, a recovering addict, he doesn't play no shit when it comes to that stuff so like he could hear bullshit from a mile away when it came to bam even though he was in rehab mm -hmm. he was at a facility there you could tell that the commitment to that drug-free alcohol-free lifestyle wasn't in him yeah the things that he was saying the way that he was talking and you know sometimes even if you're sober for a while you even kind of become a kind of loony 
I don't mean to use the wrong word, but just like, even when you're sober, now your brain's just all fucky, and you you talk crazy, and you say crazy shit, and it's, you gotta be way away from it, or you've just like done permanent damage to yourself. There's certain traits that are catalysts, um, and that feed on drug addictions. Our dad always taught us that. That's why a lot of addicts like 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 dad will say, "I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm a recovering addict," because you know, even when you're not you using the substance yeah. anymore, you can still have anger issues. You can still snap at people when they don't deserve it. Uh, you can still have certain high-risk behaviors, um, relationship problems. Like, it doesn't all just go away because you stop using that substance. Like, you can still have those, I don't know if you want to call them character flaws or personality traits. Well, not just that, that, that but, like, there's on. also personality traits of ours that we, we kind of have to continue to hold ourselves accountable to what we have. So if we say... I'm a recovered alcoholic, mm-hmm. then, you know, our brains can kind of fool us into believing that we don't have that issue anymore. We yeah. most definitely do. We don't have any work um, to do. It's just, you know, dormant in the back of our brain, in the back of our souls, because we're trying to keep it at bay. Yeah. And it, it's all, it also sells yourself short, and it, it kind of, it's almost disrespectful to say it, because it's like, no, like, getting off a drug, staying off that drug, and fixing the issues that came from as as well as fed on that drug usage, like the reasons that you were using it and stuff like that, is daily work. Yeah. You know, even 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 if yeah. it's in the back of your head, like you make a choice every day, hey, work today was as hard or harder than it was a few years ago when I was doing these drugs. And when I came home, I still made that decision to not get that drug. Not right. go find it, not pursue it, and just handle my shit. Well, so it's it's a it's a day to day. Right. So Bam so isn't doing like the work. I said, <laughs> yeah, Steve O could tell and you could see it in his face. And Steve O's not one to try to like make uh make nice for the cameras. Mm-hmm. So he was kinda like, Yeah man, but like he kept trying to like as nice as he could, but still like a like a sponsor would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, but like remember this, man and he could just tell, and, and and so you know, Bam is now obviously not in rehab, and um, I'm watching Wild Ride the other day uh, because the title was nuts. Like, let's talk about Bam Margera, and Bam Margera has left rehab and um, is apparently allegedly doing meth, and he's I. I don't know the whole story, but he's got, like, an eight-year-old in tow that's, like, his daughter, quote-unquote, now he keeps calling him his daughter, her, his daughter, and maybe, you know, he's got a lover or something, and that's their kid. He was on camera, I think, like, in a restaurant that didn't have a lot of people in it, like, before the news were, like, that we're reading came out, uh, someone had camera footage of him, like, storming around this restaurant like yelling at his girlfriend or his wife or something yeah like that. yelling and he's threatening people to shoot them in the fucking head and stuff like that so um jackass star bam margera turns himself in to authorities in pennsylvania on thursday so this past thursday i think yeah. um after a warrant was issued for his arrest this week in connection with alleged assault of his brother officials say so the guy from him, um, Margera, 43, surrendered to Pennsylvania State Police in Avondale. Um, he was pre- uh, preliminarily arraigned, and his unsecured bail 
was set at 50,000, police said. Um, his next court hearing is scheduled for May 25th. So, so by the time this episode comes out, that will have happened. Yeah, that will have happened. And not only will that have happened, but obviously um, this hadn't happened yet when I was watching or when the Wild Rides was filmed. Mm. Um, because at that point, he was like living out in the woods and had this eight-year-old in tow and was... You know, they were kind of giggling about it because they were like, this is so fucking wild. Like, Steve-O wants him to get help, mm-hmm. um, obviously, but they're just kind of, like, flabbergasted at the fact that Bam is so far gone. And, I, and part of it is, I think, because Ryan Dunn, his best friend, died. I think that really set him off the deep end at some point. But, yeah. Um, anyway, that's enough about Jackass. Uh, Bam Margera is a jackass. And let's get into the next topic. All right. All right, moving on um, to even worse news. Um, Way worse news. Yeah, there's something something that Madison uh, brought my attention to. And uh, we actually, you know, we usually stick to, like, funny celebrity news or, like, deaths or, you know, someone's being charged with whatever. Like, it's not always funny, but um, Madison's been finding some serious things to to get us to talk about. So, uh, I'll stop laughing and tell you that on uh, Monday afternoon, so I guess this was three days ago, recording time? I I believe so, yes. um, A 30-year-old homeless uh, man named Jordan Neely uh, was placed in a chokehold on a New York subway uh, by another rider, and he was later pronounced dead. Uh, The New York City Office of the Chief Medical Examiner officially ruled the death a homicide on Wednesday evening. And protests have begun at subway stations around the city and on social media, calling for justice and referring to Neely's death as a lynching. Neely was on a Manhattan F train and had been reportedly screaming about being hungry, thirsty, and tired when he was pinned down and placed in a chokehold by another passenger. Neely's attacker remains unnamed, but has been identified by authorities as a 24-year-old former Marine. Because, of fucking course, that makes so much sense to me. In a four-minute-long video circulating online, Neely can be seen on the floor as other passengers helped restrain him for several minutes. When officers arrived on the scene, Neely was unconscious and he was transported to the hospital where he later died, according to the New York Police Department. The man who held Neely in a chokehold was questioned by police after the incident and then let go. Some initially praised the former Marine as a good Samaritan, but city officials and advocates are calling for an arrest in the case. Yeah. So, this kind of, like, harks back to this one... I always think back about this one incident that happened that was on video where it was, like, this old man walks into, like, a Circle K. He walks into some gas station where there's this long line of people, and he picks up a can of soup, and he just keeps asking somebody, like, nicely, will you please buy this 99-cent can of soup for me? Will you please, please buy me this soup? I would have bought him the fucking soup. It was a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Please buy me this soup. Please buy me this soup. And people were getting mad at him and telling him to get the fuck out of there and just being mean to him. And later on, he was found dead in that same parking lot because he was so hungry and nobody would... Get him soup. Now, who knows if he didn't do that every single day or 
if it was just his time to die because he was an old man. Like, who knows if people were just like, no, I'm sick of buying you soup, dude. It's weird. It's that stereotype that it starts with, don't give homeless people money. They'll spend it on drugs. And it ends with, don't even give them food. Yeah. Because they'll keep coming back like stray animals. Like so straight, now, straight, it's like, oh, cat. so I don't give them anything and I just let them die on the street. That's that that would be the right thing to do in so that's many it, people's that's eyes. So like the other day I had a woman God, uh, I had a woman come into the store the other day and she just sat down in one of the chairs up front and she took her shoes off and she pulled her feet up into the chair and looked out towards out of the windows and was trying to go to sleep. And it was fairly early in the morning. And it's quote unquote bad business to just let that happen. Especially that she's taking her shoes off and she's in my lobby and you know. And uh, but I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm making stuff. I'm you know it's probably not the best place to sleep anyway. Because we have a bunch of blenders going off all the time. Yeah. But I... She looks like she wakes up for a second, so I say, ma'am, and she looks at me, and I said, are you hungry? And she says, yeah, I haven't eaten in a while. And I said that because I could see her fucking spine and her hips coming out of her shirt when she was sitting there. So I said, and I was like, okay, well, what do you like? And she's like, I don't know. I was like, all right. And so I made her, you know, or you know, something that would sustain her for a while, and I gave her some snacks. Things that would just, you know, keep her full for a little while. Mm -hmm. But I knew I wasn't going to be able to keep that up every day. I was trying to show some nicety, but this isn't my business. And it's not untrue that you feed somebody that doesn't get fed and you let them sit in an establishment where they're not rained on and it's cold and it's not hot outside and blah, blah, blah. They're probably going to come back because they don't get that kind of courtesy anywhere else. But then after a while, you know, I wasn't there for the weekend and a big crowd of people came in the building and wanted to sit down. And she's sitting there with a full sheet over her body, sitting in one of these chairs with her shoes off. She's been doing this for two or three, four days now. And once the people left, one of my other employees who had been questioning me about why she was allowed to stay there went up to her and told her she just couldn't have her in the store with that many people in the store that's some more of that try hard shit where it's just like well, fuck off and it was i was you know and then after that she never came back into the store and it's just one of those things where it's hard because i understand i understand morally i don't but I understand both sides of it in another sense, in the business sense, I guess. But it's morally, it's so hard for me because I did it when I worked at the pizza joint too, is I would, you know, give people pizza and I would give them the throwaway pizzas or whatever, unless they were like cocky. Like they were coming in like, I'm about to get this free pizza every fucking day. And you know, and my boss found out about it and I got in trouble for it. So this is one of those things where it was like <sighs> capitalism. <laughs> you know, it's I'm I'm at the will of my bosses and my bosses didn't know about this, but 
you know, I wasn't about to just let this woman not have something to eat. Uh, I've worked places like that too, like my first job downtown at a bar. I mean, it's fucking downtown Mobile. That's where most of our homeless population is. And just the way that they're, like you said, they're treated like the same that fucking roaches or rats would work bad for business, get them out of here. Maybe, maybe even if they fucking have some money that, you know, they scrounge it up and they, they had to beg for it and now they're coming in and you're still not fucking letting them buy something from you because they're so unsightly. Why are they so unsightly? Right? Like if, if you're, if you're like a very, let's say, you know, conservative pent up person and you go to a restaurant and you see a table full of people with mohawks and tattoos and piercings, you're not going to fucking leave. You're just going to give them a weird look and go sit down at your fucking table. But for some reason... If specifically someone is homeless, right, that is when we get to unsightly, bad for business, definitely cannot be here. Why is that? Like, why? Is it because we don't want to come face to face with the direct result of the system that we fucking live in? Because that's going to keep happening. It's not just an individual choice. Someone just didn't try hard enough and now they don't have a fucking house. That's not how it fucking works. Well, they think they're beggars and they're scroungers and they're, you know, uh kind of trying to get anything for free and they're probably there because they were doing drugs and blah 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 there's all these sort of things to put on it to rot to condition I literally met a man in a parking lot once that was not unsightly yeah was kind of clean cut but seemed like it was starting to get a little bit unruly maybe Mm -hmm. who was homeless because his wife divorced him and took everything he had. Mm-hmm. And he had like a land, like he had money, like he had landscaping and stuff like that. He had nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and let's go back to like 2009. A big reason a lot of people are homeless is because these um, these banks and these companies that would give out housing loans were giving them out to people that they knew could not pay them back. And obviously someone's going to get all brighted. Wait, you're saying I can actually have this house? And like, yeah, sure, sure. Knowing that at some point those people aren't going to be able to pay and we're going to go take it for everything they have and take that house out from under their feet and it also doing that caused the housing market to collapse in 2009 and what do we do did we help the people that were in those fucking houses that got kicked down the street no what did the president at the time do he bailed out those companies said they were too big to fail right and then instead of using that money to pay the people back whose money they had taken to uh, pay their employees for these tough times. They still went through with massive layoffs and all of that fucking money that the company got They did got change to laws to where they couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, but the, all they got was rewarded right. for it. They yeah. just got more money for it. So I think that the reason homeless people are so unsightly is, is here's why. Hey man, I'm just out here trying to eat this really creative burger I, hold, I heard that was at this place, right? I'm out here trying to enjoy this society, right? And just feel for 30 minutes to an hour like everything's okay. I don't want you here being a reminder that, no, this is the type of shit that comes from this fucking shit that we live in. I would rather pretend that everything's perfect and I don't want to see you. And you go to big cities like New York and and other places and they literally have different shaped fucking hand like bars on the benches and they put them like in the middle of the benches and they make them like rounded off and and shit like that and and tight against the bench as well 
so that people can't fucking lie on them. Not even at 3 fucking a.m. when no one's out here. I don't even get to have a fucking semi-less uncomfortable fucking place to rest. Because someone might see me and that might trigger the thought in their head, wait, why, why do homeless people exist? Well, I don't want to be what? around here because they, because obviously this is where you get the homeless cooties. It's really weird. And it's just like they're people just like you and me, like... Like you said, that guy walking around, like, asking for... Not even asking for money to where you don't know where the money's coming from. Asking, can you please buy me this can of soup because I'm hungry. We know what hunger feels like. And luckily, people with enough money, even if they're not rich, right? Oh, I'm hungry. Let me go check the fridge. Oh, I'm hungry. Let's go up the street to McDonald's, right? So you know how hunger feels, and you immediately act on it if you're able to. Or if you can't, and you're at work, and, you know, you can't take your lunch break yet or whatever, or... Your wife's taking a long, or your husband, whoever, right, is taking a long time to make dinner, or you're waiting a long time at a restaurant. That fucking feeling you start getting in your stomach, and it becomes that almost animal, I'm in danger feeling, right, and it stresses you out. Imagine feeling that for fucking days, weeks, months at a fucking time. Yeah. But it's annoying that someone's asking you for help, because... I just wonder what their feeling was after... I just wonder what their feeling was when, you know, because I don't know if you're a good person. I don't want to say that, but if you're anything like me, if you could then find out that that person died right outside that gas station from malnutrition, and you could have been the the catalyst for one more day on this earth for that human and you know some people might say that it's not their responsibility to you know do that but it's like then hey zoom out yeah it is zoom out we're fucking is it your responsibility to feed every single homeless person that that uh lives in the city no but if everybody takes on some sort of responsibility to make sure that they help their fellow man in some way people might just be a little bit better off um that's that's the fucking thing though man like we've we're we're sent from birth right and in our media and newspapers and what was taught to our parents that was taught to us right all these things are to condition things like sympathy out of us and it puts this very individualistic message in our head in this very black and white individualistic message where you just got to look out for yourself and if you you know if this person has less it's because they didn't try hard enough or if you have less it's because you don't try hard enough don't pocket watch right don't worry about how much your boss is making all this sort of shit we condition this sympathy out of people so that when they see a homeless person all they see is all the bad things that could be attributed to why they're in the spot they're in they don't think oh a bank swipe that person's house up from under their feet oh that person's family fucking abandoned them oh that person got kicked out of their home at fucking 16 when they came out to their fucking parents and they've never been able to get a job since then. We don't think that. We just think there's some fucking drug addict that threw their fucking life away. And it's I don't not, have to help to them that at that all. that doesn't exist because we do have epidemics with meth, meth and... For sure. And things like that. And there's societal and reasons and behind shit, shit like that as well. Yeah, like, yeah, and, you know, it just... People, sometimes people like a certain person in our family... They don't fucking do anything for themselves to try to do better. Or they only do it for so long and then they're right back 
to being a piece of shit. Yeah. Right? And so those people do exist, but does it mean if tomorrow that specific person knocked on my front door and was skin and bones and had nothing to eat and was like, I am just need food, mm-hmm. I would give that person food because that's a human in front of me that looks like they're starving to death. Yeah. You know, I've given I've given homeless people money before. You know, I don't give a shit. If my intent is to give them something so that they can go to checkers. I've given homeless people a thousand times I've given homeless people cigarettes. If that's all you can fucking if that's all you need right now cuz you're stressed out cuz you ain't got shit, okay. There you go. This is what I have to offer. I've had people come to me and say, I just need some money and all I have is a few coins and they're just appreciative of a couple coins, you know, like whatever you can do to help. That's the thing. It's like, it's like just, just, if you could just look at it from their perspective where they, they come up to you, you who has a car to get you from place to place instead of your feet. And your washed clothes and your washed hair and your 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 cut hair and your um, trimmed down beard or lack thereof and uh, you know your your nice new shoes and your gas in your car and you got some money and you just picked up McDonald's and whatever the fuck else and this person has been walking to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sleeping against a tree, hoping they don't get fucking killed or mugged or picked up by the cops. That's the thing. Imagine trying to get to sleep as a fucking, and you're homeless. Yeah. Just imagine, like, what does it take to be able to close your eyes and let yourself rest enough to go to sleep when you're out in the elements? Anyone could come up to you in your sleep, beat you up, kill you, sexually assault it's just you, scary in steal all from ways. you. Yeah, yeah, it's so scary. It's so scary. Exactly. Like, I don't... I have to sleep in a house, in my own place, with the TV on at night. You're telling me these people sleep outside in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. I don't know, man. That's like, don't... Like Madison said, zoom out. Stop. Try to stop living by this individualistic bullshit that was ingrained in you. And just look at people as other people like you're not gonna make that person get a job by ignoring them i'm sorry and they're not gonna be able even if they want a job even if they want to work for their money they're with the clothes that they have and the fact that they can't afford new ones they're not gonna be able to walk into any any establishment at all and ask for a fucking application i think the only time like if somebody came up to me and they were actively tripping out on crack cocaine yeah. If they were actively high as fuck on crack cocaine and they were asking me for $5, I might lie to them. Because I'm like, you're like literally the highest person I've ever met Or you right might now. feel like you're in danger or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, it's like, I'm not about to give you $5 because maybe when I reach into my car, you're going to fucking pull out a knife. Or perhaps uh, you're way too fucking high as it is and you don't need any more fucking crack and yeah. you're just asking me for $5. You're not saying... Anything else, like, I know you're going to go get more crack. I can tell by the way you're fucking freaking out right now that you're just going to go get more drugs. Like, there are times when I say no, but if somebody's just, like, 
can you please, I just need enough money to get a fucking burger at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah. But there's I also, I've also met, I have an example, you know. Um, I met a homeless man downtown one of the many times that I did. And he offered to uh, wash my windows for, for a few dollars. And I gave him the money. I said, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, please let me do it. It's like he still wanted to work for his money. Yeah. Because he probably felt like... Because I don't know that anybody is just okay with begging. You also have to put that exactly. put that into consideration that these people are having to basically kiss your fucking feet mm-hmm. in order to even get you to look in their fucking direction. Do you really think they want to be in that situation to begin mm-hmm. with? They're about as okay with asking for help as you are, again, due to the messaging that's ingrained in all of us. But now they're in this desperate situation... And they have to overcome that and actually ask for fucking help. That shit ain't fucking easy. Mm. And I don't know. This shit just, it, it really, it upsets me. There's also like that... the, and I kind of fall into this, but it's the, like the let me come to you vibe. Where it's like, it's like if somebody, I get kind of pissy about this one. But when somebody's like on a street corner with a sign. And it's like you're on the street corner that I have to pull up to like every fucking day. And you're like staring me in my soul and I'm trying not to look at you. It's like there is that that I think everybody kind of feels this or a lot of people kind of feel this way where it's like if I could read your sign without you immediately starting to come towards my car, then I it's that like that let the dog come to you thing (laughs) where it's like let me read your sign and you just sit there and you kind of smile at me and then. I'll decide whether or not I have money, but if you're going to be, like, kind of aggressive about it, <laughs> I don't really want to do this now. Well, me me personally, A, um, my wife makes most of the money for us. I'm not afraid to admit that. But B, I don't carry, I don't carry cash. Unless, carry unless a you have cash. a square, right? Unless right. you have something I can swipe, I can't, I can't really help you. And unfortunately, we, that is a thing. Even aside from what you're saying, but to add to it is, like, you can't just because sometimes maybe all they need is someone to someone to talk to, yeah. just hang out with them for a second. But it's so hard to even try to do that because it's like now we have in our heads, well, can I even approach them if I don't have money for them? And right. so now not only are they fucking poor and hungry, they're also fucking lonely. Right, they're lonely. They feel like they've they they're being treated like animals, like stray yes. cats. And they're they're being dogs. they're being alienated now. Right. And if and if we can keep looking at it as an individualistic thing, right, and it's their fault, we can continue to ignore them and let this fucking system continue to fucking churn and grind people down. Well, man. to cycle back to Jordan Neely, who this was initially about. Yes. Um, you know, he's sitting there and, you know, from what it looks like, all he's doing is... Um, is yelling about being hungry and thirsty and tired. Yeah. That's not very violent to me. Mm-mm. But let's talk about the person that's hungry and thirsty and tired is probably a little bit... Delirious. Delirious. Mm-hmm. And maybe this person is yelling because nobody will fucking look in their direction. Mm-hmm. Because they're afraid if they do, that person is going to target them to act, to beg. Mm-hmm. Them for their money and their hard-earned money and... 
or or what or their the food that they have in their hand or whatever the fuck it is you know and 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 for there to be people that saw a man get choked to death and them say wow this marine this ex marine's a good samaritan this ex marine is 24 years old and probably got dishonorable discharge <laughs> he's 24 and he's an ex marine do you th- you think he just did it for 5 years and got out that happens but i don't know i just think that He's obviously... <laughs> I mean, you can restrain someone without fucking murdering them. Yeah, but what was he doing? Like, was he just yelling and was... And then this guy got physical with him. And mm-hmm. people were like, yeah! Like, the fact that anybody could be like, yeah, fist pump in the air, good job, motherfucker. When you found out they were dead? You found out they were fucking dead because of this. It's a fucking sick society. It is. Let's know. move on, because I'm upset. All right. Um, do you have more details on this next headline? I I'm do. I'm reading that there a Discord server leaked confidential government information. That's right. All right. Tell me more. So I think all we really need to do is listen to this TikTok to understand completely what's going on here. And who, whose account is this? Um, I'm about to bring it up for you. All Hold right. on, just a moment, just a moment. Oh, the Bam Margera story. We we I read it off of or Madison. Someone read it off of NBC News. Yeah. I just want to give credit to our sources. All right. So um, this is Alex Perlman. Okay. On TikTok. That is their name. There is nothing else. Alex Space Perlman. Um, this is the video. I, I, I think my brain's going to explode. That's the only way I can react to this news right now. Okay? Do you remember? Do you remember during last month, we all sat through that TikTok committee hearing and we just heard about how, you know, they were grilling the TikTok CEO and they were screaming at him that it was all Chinese spyware and they're going to steal our information. While that was happening last month, Documents from the Pentagon were being leaked online from Amazing. January until very recently. And we had no idea where the documents were coming from. There were members of the Department of Defense thinking this was a high-level member of the bureaucracy that was being blackmailed, maybe somebody who was being paid off, all these different things. And we finally have the answer, and it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It was a Discord server. It was a Minecraft Discord server. <laughs> Hundreds of documents. It was a Discord server where people discuss Minecraft and share racist memes called Thug Shaker Central. It was full (laughs) of a bunch of teenagers. And one teenager was a 21-year-old guy named Jack Texiera. And Jack posted on there trying to get clout. Jack posted, all you guys are nothing but a bunch of betas. I have high-level military clearance. And somebody replied, no, you don't, you cuck. <laughs> so Jack started posting pictures of Ukrainian battle plans. W. Lists of spies all over the world that <laughs> are helping America. Oh, my God. He didn't do this for political reasons. He didn't do this for an ideology. He did this because he's fucking sad and had access because he works in IT. And everyone in our government so old. No one thought, don't give the 21-year-old guy who's on Discord servers all day access to the United States Worldwide Intel Network. Now, we're going to have to sit through a 
thing for him. And there's that. So I don't think I need to explain it any better than he just did. But if by any chance the audio isn't great, which I think it's it's going to be fine and maybe a little too loud um, there. Um, I remember hearing about that, and I, I think the last name is technically pronounced Teixeira. Okay. Yeah, to Texiera thing's a little silly. It's like Teixeira, because there's like a fighter named Glover Teixeira, so... Um, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, the, it, just the the spark notes. Uh, I think the guy was in the military or something too, wasn't he? This twenty one year old. Yeah, I believe so. And he was um, he was on a Discord server, a Minecraft Discord server. So just purely for entertainment purposes. That's funny though, because of the way Minecraft became that meme of like, I'm gonna you know commit this atrocity in minecraft i'm gonna kill myself in minecraft like that was the meme where if you just add in minecraft and this shit so the fact that this happened in a minecraft discord server is fucking hilarious it's fucked up and, and the fact that a 21 year old had access to worldwide intel yeah for the government and he makes a great point it's like these these old motherfuckers don't realize how advanced technology is now and how a 21-year-old, even though in your day, 21 wouldn't have been able to do anything like this, 21 can most certainly do, do just about for. anything they fucking want to on the internet. For you, right? Yeah. 21. Yeah. Can you do something? Can you do something for me? Had to make the joke. Um, I don't know why he sounds so upset. Why is he upset? What bothers he's upset him? Because, he's upset because... TikTok, the CEO of TikTok had to sit there and listen to these, like, did you watch any of that? I caught wind of it. I was like, there's no way they're getting rid of TikTok. This is no, dumb. no, no. But if you go and watch, like, the the court hearing or whatever, they are asking the most ridiculous yeah. question, just like what he said. Like, yeah. it is not out of realm. He is not making a parody of it. Yeah. They were asking the fucking wildest shit, and it was like, how do you want me to fucking answer that? And the whole time... It was never TikTok. It was their own fucking fault. Yeah. Letting some kid, that some twenty-one-year-old kid, have access to these confident, this confidential information. And by the way, guys, TikTok. Every app on your phone is fucking spying on you. It's not as evil as you think it is. It's still fucked up, but it's for advertising purposes. It's so what? What is this person like? What do they talk about? Let me give them some fucking ads for it. The Chinese government does not give a fuck what you're doing. They're not concerned about American citizens. They have over a billion of their own that they are pulling out of poverty. They're working on green infrastructure. Like, they've got so much on their plate. They do not care what our... our, He's a recurring character now. I'm going to make him recur. Keith in Oklahoma is fucking doing at 9 o'clock at night with his dick in his hand. We don't... They're not spying on you, so... Uh It's okay. So, um... I think this shit is funny, is what I'm saying. I, well, you I, think I'm it's not... funny because of the Ukraine leak, but and if, because we look like at US... it, if we look at it, I, I think it's... It, it might be funny on one angle, but it's also very fucking frightening that our our uh, government leaders, the people that are supposed to be handling shit mm-hmm. at the top end, can't because they're old as fuck and they don't understand how things work anymore. Yeah. And, you know... They just want to be in political power, but they're going to end up, you know, for lack of a better term, biting their own fucking tail. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, so that part is fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I, I just get a certain vibe from, from the person that posted that TikTok, but also just like, 
a lot of people are like this. Here's what I gotta say. If you got all these complaints about the people in power, stop voting for them. Well, you don't know if he votes or not. Well, I, him specifically, I don't know. I just get a vibe, but there are so many people that it's just like, they want to say they have all these ideas and these principles and stuff like that, and then it's like, okay, act on it. Withhold the vote. No, I won't. Okay, so before a vote is even held, you are telling this person who you disagree with 90% of what they do, I'm going to vote for you anyway, but let me tell you all these things I wish you would change. They have no incentive to change anything at all. Because they know that like a fucking cup, you're still going to turn around and give them what they want, which is power. They, they have all the fucking power over you, and you give it to them. Well, let's talk about what has power over them, which is black holes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just bl- imagine Joe Biden getting sucked to a fucking black hole. Uh, so, the black hole that you see in this image here, I'm sure you see it on your phone. Yeah, same image on my Basically, phone. I've always been terrified of black holes because when you watch black hole theory documentaries, mm-hmm. all the scientists that usually have all the answers or scientific theory, as we found out, is just theory that comes out of a scientist's mouth. <laughs> I mean, there's other things. There's a method Yes, to it. but it's scientific still just method. a fucking theory. Um, at the end of the day, black holes, they just kind of do like the IDK emoji, literally. They're just like... I can give you my thoughts on it, but I don't fucking know why. It's not like I can go in there and research it. I don't. I don't know why they exist. I don't know when we'll see one. Like it's 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 fucking terrifying. Yeah. So it's always scared the shit out of me. But there's this one black hole that they caught pictures of mm-hmm. that is actually uh, shitting out stars. So it's almost like a black hole. So like suns, like galaxies. Yeah. Solar it's like system? it's like it's eating. Uh, like a, what do they call it? A giant? What do they call the like big giant suns? Red giant. Red or giant. Like that. And then it's creating a whole nother galaxy. Or it's, you know, it's eating something, and then, and then out out of it is creating an entire, you know, that. And so you wonder, are black holes the reason that the universe is infinite? Because these black holes are just constantly creating more universe out of dying suns. It could be. Then you wonder when when did the first sun die and shit like that. Yeah. So the black hole was ejecting was ejected from the galaxy. Um, the sun died. Yeah. For our sins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh whoa. Yeah. Oh whoa. <laughs> Uh, it compressed gas uh, in its wake to leave a long trail of young blue stars. Mm. Nothing like this has ever been seen before in the universe. This unusual event happened when the universe was approximately half its current age. And what age is it? It's dead now. The universe No, I don't know. So... That's weird. So the yeah. this unusual event happened. So we're just now seeing it. But it happened. Whoa. When it was half its current age, I don't know how old the government, not the government, yeah. the universe is. Because, sight comes from light, obviously, right. and it takes time. I mean, on Earth, obviously, you flick your switch and and the light comes on or whatever. But, at further distance, right. Light actually has to travel for you to see it and yeah. see the things that it reveals. So, 
And that's what light years are. So this shit apparently happened, again, half a fucking universe age ago. And the light finally got to us so we could see that reflection of what happened. But it's already done. Isn't that crazy? Wild. According to these people, that's that's apparently how that went. That's wild, yeah. Um, also, in other black hole news... In other black hole news... Yeah. The the black hole sun won't you sorry uh, R I P Chris Cornell yeah for the first time scientists have caught a star in the act of swallowing a planet not just a nibble or a bite but one big gulp astronomers on Wednesday reported their uh observ- you know who else can swallow a planet my mom sorry <laughs> Astron- astronomers on Wednesday reported their observations of what appeared to be a gas giant around the size of Jupiter or bigger bigger wow being eaten by its star the sun-like star had been puffing up with old age for eons and finally got so big that it engulfed the closed orbited planet they say that this is going to happen to us in like 5 billion years or something like that and unless it's already happened to us and we just can't see it cuz of light years or some bullshit you know, some crazy fucking nut job shit that they yeah. can't explain because it's a black hole. Yeah, I mean that's with sight. Like we, but we would, we just wouldn't see it happen, and we would already be dead. Well, you know how time so we never, to like we never going see it by happen. faster. I have like this weird theory that we're getting closer to a black or black holes getting closer to us. Oh yeah, you've told me about this. And so time is like now speeding up before it gets stretched out to like. It's weird to me because I remember one day I was like. Damn, has it already been a casino trip for my birthday four years in a row? Which I, it's my idea, but it's like, I'm how many years older at this point, right? So it could be that, you know, I, I, you know, sometimes I think maybe it's just, uh, A, I'm not doing anything with my life, so the days just fucking fly by. Or as you collect more time on the earth, your perception of time changes to the point that, like, more time feels like well, less time yeah you but know what I'm saying? i mean you also can like compact your day with a bunch of shit so it makes it's like a bodybuilder lifting up a five pound dumbbell right yeah. but but then you also wonder if maybe that's just something that's kind of been constructed because we only live so long but if somebody mm-hmm. was like no it actually like technically time is going by faster genuinely then we might have some proof of like being closer to a black hole or closer to something that's kind of like you know, you're circling the drain almost. And there's this, the lower you get to the hole, the faster you're going to spin because there's less to... But either way, that's just something that I kind of have thought about before where it's like, you know, especially like in the since the pandemic, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem like time is fucking real. <laughs> like, and I and everybody kind of has that same idea where it's like, 2018 was five fucking years ago? Yeah. I graduated high school eight years ago. The pandemic started four years ago? Like, think about that. Yeah. Four, the end of December, like three and not a half, here, yeah. but yeah, like, that's wild. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been here for an entire year. Yeah. I've had my car for three I've worked at the place I work at for three years. Yeah. If time's going faster, I think you could easily prove that just by, I mean, measuring the amount of hours from sunup to sundown and being like, or through a day, oh, it was still 24 
So, time's going by the same. My perception no, has changed. No, they can cover all that up some way or another. Massive sure. gnosis on a population of seven and a half billion people. And I'm sure that there's like a do not fucking talk about it choke on these scientists that are seeing the time change. Maybe. I mean, they already said like we're not gonna do um, daylight savings. Daylight anymore. savings Which, anymore. I like that. I, I enjoy that. But anyway, um, what's the next? Or do you want to talk about the next thing a little bit? Uh, you can you can talk about that. Okay, so on to like. Mm, I don't have a good segue. The it's, Met Gala. Yeah, it's not a societal uh, critique about homelessness, and it's not uh, scientific uh, theories about the universe. We are no. going to talk now about the Met Gala. The Met Gala. Uh, Monday, May 1st, 2023, the Met Gala took place. I was very surprised um, to find this in the notes, by the way. Like, first Kardashians want, yeah, and now the fucking to, Met Gala. I just wanted to, like, hit on it real quick. So, this year's Costume um, Institute exhibition was for Carl Lagerfeld. Um, a Line of Beauty was the name. Was mm. the the category. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. The theme. Um, it celebrates the full work and life of Carl Lagerfeld. Uh, so the dress code was fittingly in honor of Carl, uh, who died in 2019. Uh, as Lagerfeld designed for many houses, which is what they call like um, different fashion houses, like, oh, uh, like including his... Like their royal families or something? Yeah, including his uh, brand... Uh, I'm sorry if I'm not saying this right. Patau? Probably Patou. Uh, Some French Balmain. Shit. Chloe Fendi, Chloe Fendi and Chanel. That's Fendi, not Fenty. Fendi. So where both of those names exist. Yeah. Uh, attendees had no shortage of inspiration. Throughout his lifetime, Lagerfeld worked at prominent fashion houses such as Balmain, Chloe, Fendi, and Chanel. Mm. In addition to his namesake brand, more than 150 pieces are displayed in the exhibition, many of which are accompanied by Lagerfeld sketches. Alright. You can say the next one. Oh, we're moving, moving directly onward? Yeah, I mean, really, uh, the theme kind of pushed for uh, black and white, because that's what he wore a lot, that's what he kind of liked, upscale black and white suits, kind of kind of over the top in that way because he liked ascots and he liked the big puff tie like the one that doesn't have the knot but it's it, I don't know they're kind of weird looking like an ascot yeah like I said ascot or, or bolo tie or uh... mm, I don't know he was kind of weird in that way though like he did that kind of stuff but he always always had his cat with him so uh it might actually Jared be called Leno, the puff tie actually come to think of it Jared Leno Jared Leto Leto okay came as a fucking cat. Um, like, full, like, this big mascot-type suit. Really cool looking. But he came as his cat. And Doja Cat uh, was wearing this really beautiful dress, but had full-on prosthetics to look like a humanoid cat. And even did an interview with... Um, oh, man, I'm forgetting her name now. Emma Chamberlain. From, or Chamberlain, Chamberlain, uh, from YouTube, 
and everything else nowadays, Chamberlain Coffee and all that. Um, and the every question she answered in Meow. But let's go so back. Maureen Ponderosa. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Yeah. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. Her name is Doja Cat. I don't know. Isn't that funny? So anyway, that's all there. That is, a lot of people didn't go on theme. Uh, the people that did, there weren't a lot of, like, ex- the extravagant nature of the designs were not as big as they have been in the past, where it's like, they're, a lot of it was a lot of, like, suit and tie or plays on the black and white thing. Like, nice, elegant ball gowns and nice suits. And some of it had the individual's personality in it. And some of them were really cool. But not as not as many as years in the past. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just never... I mean, I know that... It was funny because I was just on Twitter, right? And then... All of a sudden, I'm seeing, like, this person's name is trending, and, like, Met Gala's trending. It's like, I didn't even know the Met Gala was happening, whatever. And then, like, there was such an uproar that some specific person, whose name I don't even fucking remember at the moment, some lady, didn't show up to the Met Gala, and it was a big deal. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't a big deal that I saw, how do I say this? I didn't see a bunch of celebrities and, like, news channels necessarily, like, all talking about it. It was, like... Regular, regular people with nine to five jobs. Oh my God, this person didn't show up to the Met Gala. And you care? And you will never go to the Met Gala. Why do you, like you, you have a job, right? You like, you, you, you pay rent, like you live paycheck to paycheck and you're concerned about who showed up to the Met Gala. I, I just couldn't be me. You know what I mean? Like, y'all are interested in what you're interested in. It's, it's sort of like a big cool costume party. Like, I don't know when Coachella's happening. I don't know ahead of time. I know the day after, usually, because people start doing reviews on the different outfits and stuff. That's, like, the only reason I know. It's because people do reviews on Coachella outfits, and people do reviews on Met Gala outfits, and that intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Um... The secrecy behind the exhibition um, in every Met Gala, they're not allowed to have their phones or anything in there. So, like, all you see is the red carpet walk and then this whole, like, exhibition that gets put on. uh, You know, you don't get to know anything about just these rich motherfuckers do, so. Yeah, it's like, why are you people here? Why are you gathering at this time what why is it so important to have a costume party it's like an art and exhibit but it's it is for about? like it's 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 like charitable stuff uh it is it is for charity at the end of the day but but then why aren't regular people fucking allowed they in? are allowed in but you have to pay like twenty thousand dollars to get in that's not a regular person money just to be handed to somebody though twenty thousand dollars that's fucking crazy twenty thousand dollars for a ticket and then you have to make sure that you dress some kind of way. That is so crazy to me. That's why most everybody either goes... I just learned this the other day. They either get invited... Mm-hmm. So they don't pay a ticket. Or a lot of people go with a fashion house. So if a fashion house wants to be seen... At this big time event where a lot of pictures are going to be taken and whatnot... Mm-hmm. Um, then they would invite they would have their they would buy the tickets or they would be invited and then they would 
bring somebody like uh, Kendall Jenner and Kylie Jenner have been brought in by like you know whoever the fuck like um, Armani you know whoever the fuck it is and yeah uh, Hermes I don't fucking know and and, and so those designers basically use them as their mannequin for the night live mannequin for the night and they go out and uh, it's all a big marketing thing there but I don't know that anybody actually pays for a ticket but tickets are available at $20,000 I think a pop um, so I guess yeah anybody can go but it is one of those like they kind of would rather have high end uh, people there and yeah. it's supposed to be this glamorized Hollywood night or wherever it is, New York, maybe, I don't know. Because uh, the, the person that puts it on is the girl that Devil Rush Prada's about. Mm, okay. um, I forget her name at the moment. And she's married to Bill Nye. Nye. Oh, the guy from uh, yeah. Shaun, Shaun of the Dead? The guy from... Well, he's from a lot of stuff. N-I-G-H-Y? He's from so many things. I'm pretty sure that dude was in Shaun of the Dead. That's crazy. He was in Hitchhiker's Guide. He was the dad in About Time. Okay. But yeah, Bill Nye. At least that was her date that night. I don't know if they're married or not. Mm. I think they would have... They must be because she has a kid. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's the Met Gala. Let's move on to the next thing. All right. Um... Jamie Foxx apparently had a stroke. That's what we've deduced. Um, all we really know, not a lot of specifics have been given. It's mostly been called like a health complication or an episode, something like that. Uh, something um, about, I thought he was, t- he took like, like the medicine he took, like did something fucked up to him. Oh, uh, well, last time I checked, there weren't many details, but it was kind of deduced that it was a stroke or something like that. And uh, his conditioning seems to be worsening, according to sources. Um, who also say that his family is preparing for the worst. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know says that. that. Like, they're hopeful, but are like preparing for him, his his uh, condition to continue to decline. I did not know it was getting worse. Yeah. That's so, sad. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, man. Talent. Very Django. talented. Ray I mean, Charles, right? A million right? things, yeah. But, yeah. you know, fabulous singer. Funny mm-hmm. as hell. Attractive. Attractive. You know. Uh, hope he gets better. Yeah, you hope yeah. he gets better. It's sad to hear that his family is hopeful but preparing for the worst. So obviously they're hearing something that... And so that must have been a fucking fat-ass stroke. Mm-hmm. Or it could be... like Again, we don't have a... We're not super certain that's what it was. It could be an aneurysm. And that's the scary shit, man. It's like something like a brain aneurysm can happen to anybody. Anybody. At any you can moment. be healthy. You can go to the gym three days a week. You can eat vegan. You can be super fucking healthy and in shape. I get scared of it all the but time. But if your brain just decides to go <laughs> one day, you could fucking hit, you can hit the floor and fucking die immediately. Yeah. We, have, we have a president who survived two of those. And look what happened to his fucking... It's fucking pea soup. So, I, I feel like at some point... Just sort of branch off, just real quick, we'll get back to it. There should be some sort of eval. Like, the president shouldn't have been able to survive two aneurysms and be pea soup <laughs> and be, also be the president of the United States still. 
he should have made it out of the primary, but they made sure that he did. They uh, couldn't they couldn't let the other guy do it. So anyway, moving on um, to another person with a condition, uh, not a serious though. Uh, and this this, <laughs> this is so not a serious. Yeah, this is pretty relevant. Not relevant, but uh, might be interesting to people from Alabama, where we're from. Uh, Bo Jackson, he was a running back at Auburn. Um, then he went and he played uh, a lot of football for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, he just recently came out and said that he's been dealing with hiccups for a year straight almost. Jesus. He said he's had the hiccups since last July. Um, he says, I'm busy at the hospital, sitting up with doctors, poking me and shining lights down my throat. He said that he even, and this is in quotations, smelled the ass of a porcupine in an attempt to cure his year-long hiccups. Apparently all you have to do is remind yourself that you're not a fucking fish. I don't know if I've said this to you or not. Excuse me? I saw it on TikTok and it works for me. I'm not a fish, so I don't hiccup. You just remind yourself you're not a fish and that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be freaking out over the air that's going in your system. Someone should have told him this before he shoved his nose up a fucking porcupine. That's true. Jesus. But the fact that your brain is like, hey, I'm not a fish. Like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not in water. I don't need water to survive there. <laughs> I'm not a fish. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to share? Um, no, I think we can go ahead and get into the celebrity deaths. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, all right, so we have Lynn Goodman. Um, I think he was a participant and judge on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, he died at the age of 78. Um, singer, actor, and activist Harry Belafonte died at the age of 96. Um, I don't have an age for Jerry Springer, but he is also 79. dead. Dead. Jerry Springer's dead. Sorry. Dead. I'm so fucking sorry. I didn't, dead. I actually didn't like... When I found out he died... Do we know why? how he died? Um, no. Go ahead and look it up while I rant. I did not really feel bad about it at first just because all I knew about him was finding the people in the worst fucking situations with their family and economically and then putting them on a stage and making it worse I just saw him as that kind of guy um and you know he kind of was you know and that's the way that he made his money so but also on the other side of that um apparently watching some videos and things that he said on his show about um specifically like trans issues and stuff like that um he was pretty ahead of his time and said a lot of very respectable uh things in that so i gotta uh, give an old shout out to jerry springer for the uh well, transgender respect this isn't always the case but he did die of pancreatic cancer oh yeah yeah he did so pancreatic cancer if you're unaware anything dealing with the pancreas doesn't necessarily have to do with uh what is what is the word called when your liver is corroded what is the word cirrhosis cirrhosis of the liver uh i don't know if you would get cirrhosis of the pancreas but a lot of times with pancreatic things of that pancreatitis pancreatic cancer mm -hmm. can sometimes evolve from an alcohol issue it could usually it's more likely 
I think if it, if it's something with your liver that you did something to it because the liver is so resilient and like rejuvenates itself. I mean, I, I've seen videos or at least a video where a guy was like, man, we were drinking so much. I went and got my liver checked out just because I almost wanted that wake up call to tell me to stop. And surprisingly, they said my liver was perfect. So like, it's that thing, it's that regulator in your body. So if you overload it, like a lot of the times the liver fucks up is because it got overloaded to the point of failure. Um, but his was in his pancreas, you say? Yeah. Pancreatic cancer. Which I think he did have a, he did have an alcohol issue from what I'm. I don't know alcoholism can lead to cancer. Maybe not cancer, but maybe. Vulnerability. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think maybe he had a little bit of an issue. Maybe not. I don't know. Um. Yeah, that's the one thing I know. Pancreatitis often comes from. Um, alcoholism. Mm. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Jerry Springer, seventy nine, dies, and then uh, we have Peter Klima. Uh, he won the nineteen ninety Stanley Cup with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, he was from Czechoslovakia, and he has died at fifty eight. Um, wow. I don't think his cause of death has been released just yet. And actually, uh, he scored one of the most iconic goals in team history. He, there was a, it was a triple OT game uh, for the Stanley Cup in the finals, and he is the one that hit the winning goal and won the game. Or it was the catalyst for them to win that series. Wow, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else that has died in 2023. Anyone that we missed so far? Yeah. I saw someone earlier. I cannot remember who they were. Feel kind of bad about that because I have I have a AOL and they always send me shit. Yeah, uh, General Hospital star Jacqueline Zeman dead at seventy. Wow. Mhm. I know I saw somebody put up a fake R.I.P. to um to Bruce Willis. Oh really? It wasn't real. So, why do people do shit like that though I don't know man that is so rude yeah anyway I guess you know we're not prepared for this so we don't have to go through and try to find anybody cause it's just showing me all of 2023 deaths at this point and we're not that familiar with a lot of celebrities and a lot of celebrities if they don't die of a drug addiction they die when they're really fucking old and nobody our age knows who the hell they are so sorry if we're disrespecting anybody but those are the notable deaths that we have on record. There you go. All right, guys. Well, that was our month old news, month and reviews. <laughs> and uh, let us know if, if uh, you remember anything from May that we didn't hit or hit on. Yeah. Or, you know, halfway through April, through May, whatever we fucking talked about. I think we just did May. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not all the way through May yet, so maybe there'll be more to talk about. Yeah, we basically talked about shit that happened in... A lot of shit that happened in April also, though. Yeah. So, that's how it is. It happened in April. We talk about it in May. The fucking episode comes out in June. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, Tune we, in next week for our special Pride 
episode, three days before Michael's birthday slash non-binary people's day. Super fucking convenient. Right there. That's right. All right, guys. Well, we love you, and we will see you next week. Deuces. Bye.